Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship-winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. All right, it's the last weekend of October. You know what that means. We're heading down to the beach. Georgia, Florida weekend. Week nine of the college football season. The first rendition of the college football playoff rankings just a couple of days away. So we have an awesome punt and pass episode to get everybody locked in for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party and what's sure to be an awesome weekend of college football. Jake Fromm, what's going on, brother? Man, what is going on, DB? Uh, got a fun, exciting weekend of college football. Excited for the Georgia game, man. That one's always a, a fun one. Always enjoyed playing in that one. So it's going to be fun watching the boys play. You know what could make it more fun watching that game? You know what could make probably some holiday Halloween parties going on this weekend more fun? Firing up that prize picks app. Yeah, Mm. cooking up something, getting a juicy entry going, getting the boys together, getting the family together. What do we like? Who do we like? Cross-sport entries, NHL, World Series, college football, all of it available on prize picks. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. All you have to do is pick two to six players, predict if they'll go more or less their prize picks projection, and you can win 25 extra money. It's a simple game, it's a very fun game. Prize Picks has been an awesome partner of Punt and Pass. For six years now, we love the guys over at Prize Picks, and they're giving you free money. If you listen to Punt and Pass, download the app. Use the promo code PUNT. It is the best daily fantasy game in the entire market. No better time to start than right now. So hit the app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. Tell a family member. Tell a friend. Make your holiday weekend profitable over on Prize Picks. DB3 piece back in the middle of this episode. So. Look, it's spooky weekend. I'm going to cook up a spooky three-piece. I like it. We're going to cash that, baby. It is time. All right, let's go three now. It's a Thursday episode. We'll give you three of the top news and storylines around the college football world. And you know what? 
we're an SEC football podcast. We obviously lean Georgia. It's Georgia-Florida weekend. So, Jake, let's talk Georgia-Florida. What okay. I think is one of the most unique weekends of the college football season, probably only rivaled by Oklahoma-Texas. I yeah. always say it's akin to having a bowl week during the middle of your season. Georgia's on fall break. Florida's on fall break. You got frat beach. You got all the jean shorts from Gainesville traveling up to Jacksonville. The stadium's split in half. Everybody makes a weekend out of it. It's always around Halloween. It's just a special, special game. It even has its own Hall of Fame, which I can assure you, Jake Fromm will be a member of in probably just a few short years. But I'd love to hear some stories. I'd love to hear some memories. I'm sure we got a lot to discuss here. It's Georgia, Florida weekend. Man, it's got to, it's got tradition, it's got history. Um, I always enjoyed it, man, because you know you're coming off the bye week, um, feeling good about where you're at in the season, um, an opportunity to, to really get better, and uh, it's just a a great game to propel to propel yourself into the latter part of the season, yeah, um, and give yourself a chance uh, to get into the SEC championship game, um, and then you know the icing on the cake, all the good stuff that comes after that. So. Man, I always enjoyed it. I love playing those guys. Loved beating up on those guys. Um, and I had some uh, had some fun and some good games down there. Uh, but it's it's yeah, like different. Did. It's a, it's it's a whole different feel. It kind of feels like a, an NFL game almost a little bit. You know, you're yeah. in an NFL stadium in an NFL locker room. Uh, stadium split 50-50. Um, It's just it's cool. It's neat. Not everybody gets to experience it, obviously. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I always remember, like, I'm always, my eyes are just wondering when we're coming in on the buses uh, over the bridge. I mean, just because it is just absolute chaos. Yeah, it is. Everywhere. The people tailgating. I mean, it is absolutely nuts. And you got to lock it in and go play for four quarters. But it's like some people are having some great times. And uh, maybe one day we'll be able to get down there and, and enjoy it as a fan. One day. No doubt maybe. about that. Both teams obviously always come off a bye as well, so it kind of plays into that NFL-type feel to it. Now, you're from Houston County. Was that the biggest rival when you grew up? Was it always Georgia-Florida? Did a lot of guys that you got recruited with, were they Florida fans? I mean, what's the feeling like down in middle Georgia? You know, I'm up here in the Atlanta area when I grew up, and, and still, I say to this day, like Georgia Tech for me is – Number one rival, like like Georgia Tech, full stop, number one rival, followed then closely by Florida. But where would Florida fall in the Jake Fromm rankings of rivals for the University of Georgia? To me, it's number one. Um, something just about the bragging rights and uh, the people I grew up with being Florida fans and always talking about that game. And um, I think a lot has to do with, with where you're from geographically and, and who you grew up with and, and who has ties to certain schools. Um, and for me, it was just Florida, man. And you just always wanted to see the dogs beat the Gators. Yeah, no question about that. Take us into the locker room. You were obviously coached by Kirby Smart. Seems like he's a guy with not a lot of love for the University of Florida. And if you're listening to the podcast and you might have heard one of the leaked locker room pregame speeches that have come out, from Kirby Smart over the past couple of years. Coincidentally, most of the time, those speeches are before a Florida game. It seems yeah. like 
Kirby Smart from down in the Bainbridge area, very close to the Florida border. He is not really a big fan of the University of Florida, and he wears that with a lot of pride, a Georgia alum, now the head coach of Georgia. He knows how big this game is, not only for his team, not only for the season, but for the fan base, for the athletic administration, for the university as a whole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He definitely turns it up a notch uh, for two weeks straight for the bye week and then obviously for uh, the game week leading up to the game. And, um, yeah, all the pregame speeches that I heard down in Jacksonville were always, like, top-notch, as good as it gets, and gets your blood pumping and you're ready to absolutely roll. And a lot of times, Kirby Smart's teams do absolutely roll. You know, one of my coaches, one of my favorite guys ever, now the tight ends coach for the Carolina Panthers, John Lilly. I don't know if he ever crossed paths with Lilly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he came to be the tight ends coach and special teams, you know, call it coordinator in 2008. And he came from uh, Florida State. He was the recruiting coordinator and tight ends coach at Florida State, came to Georgia. He hated Florida. Hated Florida. I mean, those two weeks, bye week and then Florida week, Coach Lilly, who's one of the nicest guys ever, I love the guy. He's got a great family. His language would become a little bit more colorful. Uh, his patience would wear a little bit thinner. Like everybody was just on edge when it was Florida week. And those last two years when we uh, got some W's on the board, 2011 specifically, just special times. Like those are the games you remember with your brother. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be down there Thursday night, Friday morning, playing in Danny Warfel's Desire Cup event, which is just absolutely fantastic. Desire Street Ministries, an amazing ministry run by Danny Warfel, who is, yes, he's a Florida Gator. He's one of the greatest people of all time, lives in the Atlanta area. The work he does, simply amazing. A lot of great Florida guys down there. A lot of great Georgia guys down there. Play a little golf, a little camaraderie, tons of fundraising. We'll have some fun. And then I'm going to come back and watch the game at home with my girls. Got to nice. get home. Got to do it. Good stuff. Make it special. It's going to be fun. What are you going to be doing? Who you guys play this weekend? Uh, we play the Philadelphia Eagles. In um, Washington. Yep. Playing so at your home. home game. Okay, good deal. Yep. Got a big one. So be able to come home and, and watch the game at the house. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, George Florida, man. Special week. Appreciate you Absolutely. giving us a little insight there to the Jake. I mean, what were you, 3-0, and and you beat them? Cumulative score, 150 to 10. I mean, you guys was, smoked them. It was a lot to a little. Yeah, yeah. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got after him pretty good. Somebody, I was at an event Monday night in Athens, and uh, we're talking. We're, we're hanging around. Obviously, everybody's talking about football. And somebody makes a smart-ass comment and goes, yeah, at least we ain't going to be going to the damn Liberty Bowl. I go, hey, what's wrong with the Liberty Bowl, man? I, I played in the Liberty Bowl. You know, times have changed. 2010, that was... Dog, we went six and seven. You you can't even fathom losing to UCF 10 to six in the Liberty Bowl on New Year's Eve. That's bad. That's bad memories. Sorry. I'm sorry to everybody out there. I apologize. So, you know, hey, look, we're on top now. Yeah, we're on top now. All right, let's go second down. It's dominating the college football world. It's the Michigan science stealing scandal. This is elaborate. This is crazy. Now, sign stealing is nothing new. Everybody steals signs. I cannot wait to get a quarterback's insight on this. Just reported 40 minutes ago. We're taping this at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Just reported 40 minutes ago that this guy, Connor Stallions, was planning to scout four to five Georgia games this year. Michigan preparing to play 
Georgia in the college football playoff. So if you've been living under a rock or the only way you keep up with college football news is this very podcast, Michigan is embroiled in a sign-stealing scandal right now in which a paper trail has been uncovered, in which video evidence has essentially proved that a low-level staffer, a low-level analyst for Michigan was supposedly on salary for $55,000 a year, but traveling to games, conference games, Big Ten games, not Michigan games, week after week after week. He had multiple tickets in the stadium, sitting on opposite sides of the bench, having a recording device in his hands to record the signs of the opposing offenses, link them up with the game film, and completely debunk whatever they were bringing into the game plan on the field and using that against them. Does Harbaugh know? Should he get fired? Is this a big deal? I'm so happy I have an all-SEC and multiple SEC Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl winning quarterback with me to say, what the hell's going on here? Dude, what what is going on? I mean, with this whole sign-stealing stuff, now, I mean, they're – there is some gray area to it. Like if yes, I'm watching, tell if, us. I'm, if I'm watching film and I see the DBs communicating on the field, um, you know, whether they're uh, bumping Hitting their, their helmet, together, shoulder helmet, pads. Hey, yeah. yeah. Like, Hey, I'm going to pick up on that. And if they're letting me do that on film, like, Hey, that's something I'm going to try to use to my advantage. If I see that, then I'm, I know I'm trying to get that competitive advantage and, and know what they're doing before they do it. Um, but to me, this just crosses that blurred line to me big time. Uh, sending uh, a staffer out uh, to videotape the signs. I mean, this is just some next level scheming stuff that to me is just a little bit dirty, a little bit gross. And um, yeah, this is way past anything I would even kind of fathom of doing in my so there's there's kosher sign stealing and then there's non-kosher sign stealing and this falls into the non-kosher sign stealing. so i guess my next question would be what's the punishment if any like like what happens from here i saw a tweet that i found very fascinating jake and it's this michigan's lost two games in the last two years they're like 18 5 and 1 against the spread they're crushing teams okay yeah They've lost two games in the last two years. Georgia in the Orange Bowl. TCU in the Fiesta Bowl last year. Games there, they weren't sure who they were playing until four weeks prior. Then you get that big lull. You don't have the opportunity to go scout and steal the signs. That's why maybe it's damning that it was just reported this guy was scheduled or his syndicate was scheduled to go scout Georgia over the next four to five weeks in years yeah. prior. Obviously he hadn't done that. They played Georgia. They get smoked. Then they played TCU last year. Obviously they didn't know they were going to play TCU. They didn't do it. They lose an absolute barn burner instant classic. That to me is like where there's smoke, there's fire. Where do you draw the line? What's the punishment? I guess I'll ask this first question. Do you think Jim Harbaugh knew the head coach? Oh, I think he 100% knew. Absolutely. Of course. Had to know. Um, yeah, had to know. Uh, that's a uh, a great point you brought up too. Um, but yeah, no, he, he definitely knew 100%. Had to. Had to. So what happens? 
I mean, the NCAA, they're completely inept. Do not expect them to do anything, like literally anything. Michigan will be in the college football playoff. They'll probably still use the information they have over the next six yeah. weeks of the season. Yeah, They'll probably win the Big Ten. Ohio State, their offense has got to find some juice. Their defense is pretty good, but Michigan is on a roll right now. What happens? Let's just say this, hypothetically. Michigan gets into the college football playoff. They're ranked either number one or number two. Is there a scarlet letter on them? Do people even care after the first weekend of December? Or, you know, we live in this 24-hour news cycle. Next week, you know, this weekend could be craziness in college football. We could completely forget about this. Where does it go from here, Jake Fromm? Uh, great question. Uh, I think something something's got to happen. You got to to you got to send a message. You got to set the tone um, that just just won't be tolerated. Now, whether it's the conference that does it or the NCAA that does it, um, to me, some, something's got to happen, and somebody has to be held responsible for it because. If I'm if I'm Georgia, if I'm Ohio State, if I'm Penn State, like I'm I'm teed off at this man because I'm yeah I'm that I'm that one game away from being in a college football playoff and playing for a national championship. So that's a big deal to me, man, and that's not something I want to miss out on. And uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, be pushing for uh, some big stuff to be have to happen uh, as as consequences for this. Yeah. I think the writing's on the wall. Probably Jim Harbaugh's last year at Michigan, regardless. Does he go to the NFL? Who knows? Did I send you the picture that was zoomed in of the actual staffer on the sideline with that laminated um, page? And you can clearly tell that he has the signals on the laminated page. Like oh, yeah, it is did. a human yeah. outline. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's like squared out like a checkerboard to where, hey, if they do this, they're doing this. Now, what do you think about Deion Sanders? He he came out today and he said, look, the opposition could send you their entire game plan. They could give you the playbook. They could say we're running these first 15 plays. You still have to stop it. Do, do you kind of buy into that at all? Which I, to a, a large extent, I agree with that as well. I yeah. mean, you still have to go make plays on the football field. Um you know, that's why I initially started talking about this with this gray area. It's, yeah. it's, there's a lot of blurred stuff because I mean, at the end of the day, like take the the baseball analogy, right? Like if I'm at if I'm at second base and I'm trying to to send signals into my guy at the plate hitting, um, and it's a fastball, but the dude's throwing 95 miles an hour, like he still has to hit a 95 yeah. mile an hour baseball. Good luck. That is not easy to do. So um, you still have to stop another grown man from doing what he wants to do on a football field, and it's really tough to do, but um, it definitely makes it slightly bit easier. No question about it. Surely more news will break on this story. It's been coming out fast and furious over the last 48 hours, so we'll keep you locked in right here on Punt and Pass. All right, let's go third down. We'll touch on this one real quick. First college football playoff rankings due next week, Halloween night. We'll have a Monday episode for you before then so we'll kind of give you our prediction before it's made official however cbssports.com has a college football playoff rankings predictor here you go jake number one michigan number two ohio state really number three florida state number four washington whoa number five oklahoma number six georgia they have georgia ranked number six 
in their college football playoff rankings predictor. Do you think there's any chance, even if the dogs, assuming the dogs take care of business this weekend against Florida, that they would open up and debut at number six in the college football playoff rankings? Yeah, I find that uh, I I find it hard to believe. I mean, all right, let's let's take uh, I guess because they're saying that Georgia doesn't have a a signature win. Or, Says their signature win is fifty one to fifty one to thirteen against Kentucky. I mean, who who has Michigan played and beat that was any good? Nobody, but it says Michigan's schedule is lackluster, but you cannot argue with the Wolverines' dominance of such schedule. It also says Georgia has not lost to an unranked Gators team since 2014. Oklahoma has the big win over Texas. Washington has the big win over Oregon. Florida State playing pretty well. They just beat Duke. They beat LSU. They beat Clemson. Ohio State beat a top-10 ranked Penn State. So I don't know again. And I've sold this to you. I've told this to everybody. Televise the college football playoff committee meetings. I don't give a shit if they're six hours. I don't give a shit if they're three minutes. Put them on TV. Put them on C-SPAN. Let us tune in. Have some transparency. I would love that. I would love that, too. I'd love it. I'd love it. I want to know who's saying what. Um, Brilliant. they they have to uh, put them in a in a place where they can fall on their own sword if they say something stupid, and yep. they're pushing for something that nobody really agrees with. So, I'm a, I'm all in for that. I love Thank that you. great idea. Thank you. Yes, I don't think Georgia will open up at six. I don't expect them to open up at number one. I will give you that disclaimer, even if they take care of business against Florida. All right, that's your three and out. You know what time it is now. It's time for the DB three piece. However, look. Hammy tried to give you the Hail Mary last week. It didn't come through. I'm going to collaborate with Hammy. I'm sure he's headed down to Frat Beach. I'm sure they're going to be down on St. Simons, getting fired up, ready to cheer on the dogs in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I'm heading down there as well. I'm going to have some time to meditate, to, to really, really massage the prize picks board. So I'm walking back what I told you in the show, but I'm not going to give you the DB3 piece now. It will be on social media. It will be at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. It will be at Drew Butler probably Friday afternoon. I'm going to take my sweet time. I'm going to deliver a winner. I'm sure you spent a lot of money on Halloween candy. I know I did. I'm sure you spent a lot of money on Halloween costumes. I know I did. Let's make that money back. The DB3 piece will be delivered to you via social media channels at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. It's free money. It's amazing. They're great partners. It's the best daily fantasy sports game on the market. All you have to do is pick two to six players, predict that they will go more or less their prize picks projection, and you can win up to 25x your money. No better time than now. The sports eclipse is like a week and a half away. NBA just started. NHL is here. College football, NFL, golf, esports. The whole deal. Prize picks is the best. Use the promo code PUN. All right, let's talk football, Jake Fromm. Let's go inside the five. We'll start with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Number one, Georgia goes to Jacksonville to take on Florida. Georgia's sitting steady at a 14.5-point favorite. The total, 47 points, 3.30 p.m., the SEC on CBS. Yeah, talk to I me. Mean- I, I like it. I like the dogs all the way, man. I think they're going to really hit their stride uh, coming out of this bye week. I think some guys had the opportunity to 
to get healthy, get their legs under them. Um, I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is just which Florida offense shows up Fair. on Saturday. Uh, Graham Mertz, he can, you know, be a, a very average subpar quarterback, or he can absolutely light you up. Um, yeah, and, that, that's bizarre to me, dude. And just throw it all over the place. So, kind of w- which which Florida team do we see? But uh, if Georgia gets out to a early lead. Um, and, and gain some early momentum. Uh, I think it's going to be tough uh, for Florida to be able to hang with them uh, for four quarters. I got some Phil Steele stats for you here. He gives great tidbits, and He's I've been tough, using yeah. this on the past couple of podcasts, and people have been telling me they enjoy him. Georgia's won five of the last six meetings. Eight of the last nine meetings have been decided by double digits with an average margin of victory of 20.2 points per game. Eight wow. of the last nine meetings. Average margin of victory of over 20 points. Head coaches Billy Napier and Kirby Smart were on Nick Saban's staff together at Alabama 2013 to 2015. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, It's interesting. The chalk has covered seven of the last eight meetings here. Last year, Georgia led 28 to three at half. They absolutely smoked Florida. Billy Napier. This is it, man. Like, this is a hang-your-hat game. Obviously, they got the big win against Tennessee. Of course, then they get smoked by Kentucky. Florida's just been so up and down, up and down, and it's led by the quarterback, Graham Mertz. I'm so fascinated and so excited to see what the identity of Georgia's offense looks like without Brock Bowers. Yeah. Will they go bully ball? Will they trust Asian Edwards? You know, Roger Robinson's expected to be back. Marius Mims, Xavier Trust, sounds like their rehab has been going pretty well. How's Lab McConkie feeling? What is Carson Beck's ability going to be on the field in Jacksonville? It's exciting because to me, there's a lot of unknown, but there's a reason why Georgia is a 14 and a half point favorite. Florida's offense is averaging around 28, 29 points per game. Georgia's offense is averaging 41 points per game we mentioned to you on monday's podcast the third down statistics georgia's defense number one in the nation on third down florida's offense abysmal on third down so like those things can rear their ugly head i think it might come down to this literally who is more disciplined and you'd have to think georgia is far more disciplined than this florida team it's a different atmosphere penalties could be starting to be thrown maybe a couple of turnovers, and then you blink and you're down 28 to three at half. And it's like, oh my goodness, how do we dig ourselves out of this hole? I'm just going to trust head coach Kirby Smart. I'm going to tell myself, Georgia can't cover anything. They haven't covered anything all year. They're one five and one against the spread. So for that reason, I'm going to say, lay the 14 and a half. I expect a big win. I think this team, this coaching staff, through the tragedy of Brock Bowers going down. And I know hopefully he'll be back in a couple of weeks. They might be able to shift the narrative within that locker room and say, people are doubting us. People don't think we can do it. And you kind of gain that chip back on your shoulder. And there's no better time than to have your coaching staff drill that chip into your brains over a bye week Take it out on the opponent when you come back out. That, of course, being the Florida Gators in Jacksonville. So I think George is going to roll. I just don't see Graham Mertz having the ability because he's not that mobile to expose Georgia's defense. Georgia wins big. Lay the 14 and a half. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I like it. I love it.
All right, let's go to a top 15 matchup in the Pac-12. Number eight, Oregon heads to Salt Lake City to take on 13th-ranked Utah. Oregon's a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Utah. Total's 48. This game's at 3.30 p.m. on Fox. This is where ESPN's college game day will be. Dude, Oregon's got a tough schedule, man. This is we've another... Been it, we've been saying it for weeks. I know. This is crazy. another tough road game that they play. Utah's coming off a uh, big win. Huge Against win. USC. Um, and I mean, Oregon's just, I mean, they're, they're, they're still fighting, man, to stay in it. So I, I really like Oregon. Uh, I love coach Lanning. Uh, I love my boy, Bo Nix. Um, uh, so I'm going to take Oregon in this one just because I know the drive and the fire that that team has yeah. in order to, to fight and claw their way back to give themselves a chance, uh, later in the year. Now they didn't play great last weekend. Uh, big letdown spot though, after that yeah. Washington game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that zone was a little bit tough, but uh, I, I think they know what they're walking into here. Another great football team, uh, hostile environment up there in Utah, and they're going to have to play well, man. They're going to have to play well. I think Oregon wins this game. However, I think Utah keeps it very, close. very yeah. close. Yes, Utah, prime letdown spot here. They had a huge road win at USC a week ago. And to your point, Jake, Oregon has everything out in front of them. Like that message to that team from the coaching staff is take care of business, get to the Pac-12 championship, beat Washington, you know, avenge that loss, and we'll go to the college football playoff. However, I think the statistic is Utah has not lost at home since like 2019, pre-COVID. Hasn't lost at home. It is a huge home field advantage at Rice Eccles Stadium. So getting six and a half, getting a touchdown, I love those points. I think Oregon squeaks out a win. I think Oregon wins 21 to 17. That's my bet. There you go. All right, Saturday night football, Big Ten action. Speaking of letdown spots, number three, Ohio State heads to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. Ohio State's a huge 14-and-a-half-point favorite. The total here is 43-and-a-half, 7.30 p.m. NBC. Ohio State, big, big win at home last week against Penn State. However, that Buckeye offense looking a little lackluster, not used to what we're seeing over the past couple of years, just airing it out. Their defense is legit. Tanner Mordecai, Wisconsin's quarterback, he's out. Their offense is abysmal. I don't know. I'm just going to take the points here. Give me Wisconsin more than two touchdowns. Just show some pride and don't get run out of the stadium. That's all I have to say about this game. Yeah, no, I like that. That's fair. I mean, I honestly wasn't very impressed uh, with Ohio State or Penn State, for that matter, in yeah. that game uh, that I watched. Uh, like, you could just see there's there's guys and there's dudes on the field, um, but it just didn't look clean for whatever reason. Um, I mean, Ohio State, we know all about the receivers, uh, but uh, I think – there's a a better level of play that Kyle McCord can get to. Um, and he's not there yet. Whether he figures figures it out in this game, I don't know, is a different story. But um, if he's gonna lead this team to a national championship, he's gonna have to play a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and so, that CBS sports predictor said they could be ranked number two in the college football playoff rankings. I don't know about that. Too. I don't I don't see it. Now they now they're they're strong on defense now. Oh yeah. Uh, they're they're good on defense which is why I'm going to take uh, Ohio State here Ooh, in this one. Okay. Um, just, uh, I don't know, man. I, they, they just they have big play ability on offense, and they're going to play strong defense. And I don't see Wisconsin scoring that much uh, to begin with. There you go. Great analysis, and you're probably 
spot on. All right, let's go rapid fire these last two. SEC East matchup, number 21, Tennessee at Kentucky. Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 51-and-a-half, 7 p.m. ESPN. Tennessee, could they start reeling? Could their season go into a total tailspin after dropping to Alabama a week ago? I don't know, but they dominate Kentucky. The Vols lead this series 83-26-9. They have won eight out of the last 10. Kentucky cannot get over the Tennessee hump. No, uh, I'm I'm curious to see the leadership on this Tennessee football team and how they respond yep. after a uh, a tough loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide, a game, in my opinion, that they should have won uh, and won, honestly, pretty handedly, uh, but they just let it slip away. Um, so let's see how these guys respond. I like Tennessee in this one. Um, just for what you said, man, just feels like they have their number. Yeah. And. I just think they're more talented than Kentucky as well. I think so too. Like leadership is going to show up in spades here, whether good or bad. Yeah. What are you made of, man? You know, the season is is dwindling. The hopes of championships are, are dwindling. They're not totally shut because they could sit there and watch Georgia possibly lose to Florida and then go out there and play Kentucky and say, hey, if we do that, then we can beat Georgia, give them two losses, have the, you know, like, all that's yeah. still in play. And I can oh, yeah. promise you, promise you, they're thinking about that. They're trying to put they together to. any pieces of hope to make sure that they go out and play. Now, if Joe Milton and Josh Heupel and that defense, which has picked up their play tremendously this year, as opposed to last year, can keep that group together. I think Tennessee gets a big win. I know Kentucky's coming off a bye week. I know Tennessee just had a, Knockdown drag out with Alabama. I like the Vols here in Lexington. All right, last game, South Carolina at Texas A&M. Kind of an ugly one. Texas A&M's a 14-point favorite. The total is 54-and-a-half. This game is at noon on ESPN. I'm just bringing this one up because South Carolina needs a win in the worst way possible. Yeah. Their season is in an absolute tailspin. They're 2-5, and 1-4 and four in the SEC. And if Jimbo Fisher were to lose this game at home, watch out buddy they're about to back up the brinks trucks and say buddy get out of town yeah i'm with you on that south carolina needs a win big time to me 14 points is a lot of points a lot of points a&m's coming off a bye yep um but uh i just think south carolina needs it more whether or not they win this game i definitely see them covering the 14 points but um spencer rattler man which player are we gonna get on saturday it all comes down to how he plays and and hopefully he goes out and plays well for uh, the Gamecocks. This is crazy. South Carolina has lost its last five trips to SEC West opponents by 22.6 points per game. Ooh. Texas A&M is an SEC West opponent. Last year, last time they played in College Station, God, I can't believe these stats, South Carolina was outgained 268 yards to 11 yards in the first half. They trailed 31 to nothing at halftime, and they lost the game 44 to 14. South Carolina has lost all four meetings in College Station. All right, that <laughs> that might make me think a different way. It comes down to Spencer Rattler. That's obvious. You know what? I'm going to root for South Carolina just because I want to see the reaction from Texas A&M fans, Texas A&M boosters, 
and media members who represent Texas A&M because if they lose this game, the world will be upside down. Hell will freeze over, and there will not be enough money in the state of Texas to get Jimbo Fisher out fast enough. That's how I feel. Dude, that, uh, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> I and, know. Uh, and one that will be fun to watch it unravel and unfold. It absolutely will. It's going to be a great weekend to watch everything unravel and unfold it's week nine of the college football season this episode of punt and pass is presented to you by our awesome partners over at prize picks you know the drill by now download the prize picks app go to prizepicks.com use the promo code punt when you sign up you get a 100 deposit match up to your first 100 that's free money people all you have to do is pick two to six players you can use cross sport entries predict the goal more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win 25x your money. Tell a family member, tell a friend, tell a stranger. Prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Butler at from Jake Punt and Pass.com. Jake from anything on the way out, my man. Oh man, Georgia, Florida. It speaks for itself. It's gonna be a fun one to watch. Going to be a fun one to watch, and we will be right back here with you all on Monday to break it down. I wonder if we'll have something crazy to talk about. I'm sure we will. It's the college football season. After all, we appreciate you tuning in to enjoy the season with us right here on Punt and Pass. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. We up. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 